Welcome to the Build a Rent Show. Steve Olson here with Chase Levitt and Sherrod Zanger. We have a topic that we know is on everybody's mind right now. I want to preface it by introducing the title. This is from The Motley Fool, and I think they gave some, some good data here. Headline, is lumber going back up? Here's what we know. Uh, this issue first came to my my consciousness again yesterday. Was it yesterday, Chase, or was it on Monday? Yesterday. I don't know. Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Chase and I are trying to do a contract on a, what is this, like an 80-unit build-for-rent project in uh, Phoenix, right? And so I get our builder that we typically work with on the on the email thread. Hey, we're ready to do this. This is what the terms look like, blah, blah, blah. And he comes back and blows us away with a price that we were not expecting, right? We had a certain price in our vertical costs for this thing. And he came back $40,000 a door higher, which is a deal breaker, right? That deal's not happening at that price. And so this of course got us thinking like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. Well, you guys have seen all this, these headlines about inflation and everybody's complaining about inflation. I don't know why I was so stupid to think that that didn't apply to building materials too, but this, this sneaky lumber increase is happening again. Back in June, we got up to, uh, Sheridan, did you say it was like North of 1700 a foot? May, May 16 something, mid 16th. Okay. 1600 ish a foot. And then it fell off a cliff. Right, it got down as low as four hundred. I think that was in like September. Four fifty four in August. Four fifty four in mid August. Okay, so everybody just kind of said, "Oh, that's over." <laughs> right, lumber's free again. Not a problem. It's a problem again. Welcome to the Build to Rent podcast, the first ever real estate show dedicated exclusively to helping investors go from raw dirt to a cash flowing rental property. Whether you're looking to do a massive syndication or a one-off rental property, the Build to Rent podcast will help you get there. Our hosts, Steve Olson, Chase Levitt, and Sherida Zanger bring together more than 4,000 properties of experience as they break down how to find and finance projects, make the most of market and tax strategies, and maximize the returns of a Build to Rent portfolio. This is the Build to Rent podcast. And now, today's episode. It's not a June problem, but it's up. Here's a couple of points from the article. Softwood lumber prices increased 9.1% in October alone. According to the National Association of Home Builders, rising lumber costs are to blame for an approximately $30,000 increase in the cost of new homes. That $400,000 house that you're looking at is now four hundred and thirty. dollars just because of wood. That doesn't include all the other stuff, by the way, right? This is a ripple effect. We're just talking about one line item. The NAHB, there's another point, is pushing to reduce tariffs on Canadian lumber, which may provide more supply to a market that desperately needs it. Uh, This makes me really mad at the government. Why are you putting tariffs on Canadian lumber and talking out of both sides of your mouth about we need affordable housing <laughs> and you're putting tariffs on lumber. It seems idiotic. Uh, that's crazy. So that kind of gets me this other headline from the Wall Street Journal. I didn't even know this. This article is from November 23rd. There was apparently a big flood in British Columbia and that has constrained their ability to get more. Lumber. So 
there's a flood. The pipeline is all clogged with them having trouble already. And they got to pay this big tariff to get it across the line into the United States. Uh, makes a lot more sense why we had to hit a lot of our investors with a price increase a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks. Yeah. All right. So materials are going up. Sherita, you had some info. Uh, it's not just lumber. What are you seeing? So an ING article that was back, it was August 23rd, but it says it will take at least until the summer of 2022 before we expect the price of some building materials, notably concrete, bricks, and cement to drop. So we're experiencing this across the board in multiple supplies, right? Like yeah. I know lumber was a big thing. I know we had the concrete because it was the fly ash that they were having a hard time getting. But I mean, bricks, cement, I know yeah. that pipe was still a big thing. I know my husband does excavation and pipe, you know, to do sewer pipe. It was, it's on the rise and anytime they can buy it, they buy as much as they can. So I had been hearing too, um, we all know oil prices are way up. Pipe, um, shingles, uh, many other products are a petroleum-based product. So when you see that your car is more expensive to fill up, it's also more expensive to put that pipe in your house, to put those shingles on your on your roof, right? Uh, steel, steel is way up too. We should check steel futures on this um, as well. But think of all the steel that goes into your wiring, your electrical parts, your appliances, um, your HVAC, especially, right? All of those things are made out of various steel products. And and that's that's why this sticker shock thing is coming across the across the board. Prices are way up. Um, Chase and Sherita, however, uh, from our point of view, there's an even larger culprit here than the materials, and that's the labor. What do you think about that? It's hard to keep people on a job. You know, everyone's coming to poach other people off of job sites. I know up in Idaho, we'd experienced that with people coming, you know, to tra- take a whole crew and midway through a whole crew was gone. There was someone recently, and I don't know if it was in a conversation that we were all having, but there were two builders that were building side by side of each other here in Utah. And it was funny that one of the projects was cruising along and the other one was kind of going slow. Well, the one that was going slow, they walked over had a few conversations with the guys next door. Next thing, you know, and other people are watching this. Next thing they knew, that whole crew went over to the other house. And now that other house is like light years ahead of, you know, the one, the other one. But it was all because they paid them, I'm sure, 50 cents, a dollar more an hour. I don't, I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. I know my husband struggles with it. I know our builder struggles with it. You know, trying to keep good employees, it's tough. Yeah. We talked about how popular Bill for Rent is right now not just built for rent, it's new construction, people wanting to get in homes in general. Yeah. So things are booming right now. And so, yeah, there's definitely labor shortages that are really just causing issues, especially with big right now. And I think the tough thing is trying to pass that along, right? My husband works for some national builders and he was making a comment to me that, hey, this is, it's expensive to keep these guys employed, but I can't go to the builder and tell the builder I need an increase. And I said, oh yes, you can. Our builder does it, right? You have to work in those margins to be able to pay the subs, the builder still needs to make money. So I'm looking at it saying my husband still needs to make money. So it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Prices are going up all over. So and, don't and builders don't want to sign those fixed bid contracts no. right now. We've had a whole bunch of contracts we wanted to get out the door. And we basically said, yeah, well, we're going to take the rest of the year off. I mean, it's, it's just too volatile of a climate for any builder to commit to anything that's more than 90 days out. 
Yeah, let's wait till the yeah. beginning of the year. We're gun shy because our builders are gun shy and we don't blame them. I mean, you just read the first part of this here and it says at least to the summer of 2022 where before things start to come back down, right? And so yeah. that's another six, seven months Yeah, if they do. So typically in the past with FIG and what we do, and, and I should say other builders, they can probably predict or put some sort of a contingency, con- contingency line item, whether it's what, five, 10, 15% to plan for any increases over a period of time. And right now we just don't know. It's blowing past contingency. One yeah. line item is. Yeah. One line item is wiping out your whole contingency that you oh, have yeah. for the whole job. I mean, so it's like, I, I get why they're gun shy, Yeah. but I think we are too. Cause we're saying, Hey, we, we don't want to go to you as an investor. Hey, here's the price. And then have to do the bad news of coming and doing the increase. We've had to do that on three of our projects. We don't like to do that. So we've just said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not even going to put a number out we're not there. We're going to entertain There's, it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the builder we work with uh, in Idaho Right. We, we know we did a whole bunch of fixed bid contracts. Clients closed, have open construction loans. Construction is in process. A builder can't go back and change pricing at that point, even though it's jumped all over the map. They're going to owe millions in late fees in, in just Idaho alone. Yeah. I mean, getting this a little bit wrong is millions and millions of dollars. So, yeah, nobody wants to commit to anything that's more than a, a few months out. And this is labor, especially. It's a little bit more of a micro issue, but right now on my street where I live, there are two houses under construction, just a few doors uh, down from me. And I have a construction project going in my backyard, two little, you know, it's like a pool shed. One holds, holds pool equipment, one holds a bathroom. And we had on our plans to brick these exteriors and the problem is, as you guys know, if you have a, if you're a homeowner and you have a small job right now, good luck. See you later. No there. one's showing no. up mm-hmm. for, to do your small job. So you get to learn or you get to write a check. So my wife is kind of running the project and she basically gave them the, what is your show up today price to the brick contractor? And they, they threw out a number. She said, I'll see you soon. And they showed up and we had their attention. And we paid for it. And so one of my neighbors is generaling his own house. And he and this other house have had like 10 pallets of brick sitting out on their front yard for months. And he comes up to me, how you got brick guys at your house? Like, I know that I'm using the same sub as the house up the street from me. And they're not even, they don't even have scaffolding set up. I know I'm months more out because they haven't even started. And I'm at least second in line. Right. And I was like, you got to pay, <laughs> right? What is the show up today price? And what does this do? It makes these guys have ADD. My wife did the same thing, needed some framing corrected. And she poached a framer. She said, I'm like this crazy housewife showing up at job sites, waving money around to get framers to show up. And, and that's just a microcosm of it because builders are doing it on a much larger scale. They, we see this in Idaho. They go to a job site, there's framers, they're working. Hey, how much are you guys getting paid? And builders have to put up with people walking off the job because mm-hmm. these guys, there's such a labor shortage, right? I, I said, I told my wife, I said, I got young boys. If my boys say, you know, dad, I want to go into HVAC, I'm like, giddy up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want that degree for? It seems like what I'm seeing, everybody wants an HVAC guy or a framing company or an electrician. Or a plumber. Yeah. 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 No kidding. No kidding. So that was my tangent. Anything to add? I think we got that covered. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story, 
is, yeah, it's really hard to commit. You know, builders, uh, we see a big appetite by institutions in the build for rent space right now. Uh, they want to buy projects at C of O. They, they say, we want you to take all this risk and get these units all the way to certificate of occupancy, get them done and ready for lease up. And we will pay you out the nose if you do that. Because to them, they can cap their risk. They sign a contract at X price. They're not going to have to ride this wild tidal wave of material and, and, and labor that is so volatile. But guess what risk they're willing to take? Lease up. Lease, yeah. They're willing to take that because in this environment with costs going up, what's this doing to these poor tenants, right? Pricing them right out of home ownership. Yeah. Leases are going, rents are going up. I mean, I think we've seen rents rise like 20% in, in many markets over the last 18 months or so. So I think that this volatility is probably ultimately it's the end user, the tenant or the home buyer that is going to say uncle. And they haven't said it yet. All right. How many builders are going for the, the contract where they're writing it up at C of O? And I'm sure they're probably putting some sort of a deadline in there, right? Yeah. So is it appealing to them where they're just getting quite a bit more where the, is the cap rate X amount? Yeah, I, I don't know. I had an institution ask me for a price and I said, no, you name it. You know, this is one that I've got under construction, a small mm-hmm. build for rent deal. I said, well, we, we don't know. I said, I don't know either. Make yeah. it so I don't have to think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where you are. So everybody wants to take the lease up risk. Rents are going up. They're like, I can do that. There's a huge housing shortage. Yeah. Finding bodies isn't the problem. Oh yeah. Finding bodies that have hammers and nails is, is the, the problem. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would actually venture to say that that's a bigger problem than the materials because you know, you can have your materials sitting there, but if nobody can do the work, what does it matter? Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, I guess materials do walk off the site sometimes too. Maybe oh, yeah. with those, maybe with the subs that are walking off too. Yeah. Did that, yeah. Just I don't know if you remember, we had, uh, in Texas, um, in it, like there is like organized material theft, like mafia level construction theft in Houston, right? You got to like prison, prison guard your job site with razor wire and cameras and a security guard. We had 16 AC units get clipped and walk off. The guy came in on a flatbed. It was on camera, came in. It was like, this is an organized effort. I can't help but be a little bit impressed, <laughs> right? It was, it's crazy. All right. Well, that's a squirrel. Did we catch the squirrel? I don't think we ever caught Not the squirrel. Yet. Okay. Everybody, thanks for listening to the Build for Rent show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Build to Rent podcast. You are now just a few clicks away from joining our community of Build to Rent investors. All you have to do is follow our show on Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also watch this episode and more by subscribing to the Build to Rent podcast on YouTube. The information presented in this podcast is general in nature. Nothing in this presentation should be construed as financial advice or recommendations for any particular situation. The hosts are only licensed to provide advice and services in the states where they are specifically licensed. And listeners should seek the advice from an appropriately licensed professional in the area where they invest. The examples presented in this presentation are for illustration only, and no guarantee that similar results can be achieved, since the facts, circumstances, and participants are all different.